The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. It's time to talk to Porik Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family, uh, who's going to take your gardening questions. Porik, good morning. Very good morning to you, Pat. Now, uh, you've got a lot of tips uh, for this time of year. It is a warm October. Um, So scented sweet pea seeds now, and if you do, you get larger and stronger sweet peas next summer. And most importantly, Pat, they'll even flower that tad earlier. They'll flower about a month earlier. So weather conditions are ideal for sowing sweet peas at this time of year. So if you've got a spare greenhouse or tunnel or space indoors on a bright windowsill, then soak the sweet, sweet peas overnight and then sow the seed directly into compost, cover them with a little bit of cling film, and they'll germinate inside a two-week period on your bright windowsill. You simply let them grow on over the winter period and plant them out then in early spring. Sweet peas are a fantastic climbing plant. They grow up to two metres in height. They'll give you beautiful scented flowers, ideal for cutting from about the middle of June right through until October of the following year. So it's a great time to sow sweet peas indoors, as it is, Pat, with many of our hardy annuals like English marigolds and candy tuff. You can sow the seed at this time of year for flowering next year. It's also a busy time for planting fruit and in particular rhubarb and blueberries should be planted in the autumn because plants planted at this time of year continue to grow. The roots continue to grow through the winter season, establishing a really strong plant then for spring of next year. So autumn planting for all plants is highly advisable. And lastly, it's the perfect time now that we're still mowing the grass and the leaves are beginning to fall to start making some garden compost. And remember, you can use so much of your kitchen waste, the green organic kitchen waste in your compost heap to make superb compost for next spring. Now, uh, the question's coming in thick and uh, fast. Uh, Let's see the first one here. Can you ask Porik what I can do about my Bramley apples? They're completely rotten on the trees. Uh, Those that aren't just rot on the ground within days, I cannot spray them as they're too high. Is there anything I could do for next year or should I cut them down? They're about 30 years planted. That's some breed. Well, Bramley is a super, uh, we call it the Donegal apple pad because it's a, it's a fantastic cooking variety of apple. It is susceptible to brown rot, which the listener is describing per- perfectly. This is a rotting, a fungal disease that comes onto the apples um, and li- literally the fruit rots on the tree or on the ground. Now, the, the fact that it's 30 years old, we're coming into the time of year in November for pruning apple trees back. And you can actually rejuvenate that Bramley apple tree by doing some hard pruning during the winter months in November. Maybe get a tree surgeon in or an experienced landscaper, but take out some of the heavy wood within the tree. The tree will respond by producing lots of new growth and you effectively reduce the height of the overall tree and you rejuvenate the tree and make it stronger and be able to stand up to the fungal diseases. So I think a bit of winter pruning um, will certainly rejuvenate this tree and bring it back, bring it back into fruiting. Here's a fascinating one from Penny. Uh, Monday last, an enormous swarm of ladybirds landed on our west-facing wall. Thousands of them. The same thing happened last year. Came into my rooms to hibernate for the winter. On both occasions, it was an unseasonably hot afternoon and I had all the windows open. Do these ladybirds survive the winter? Yes, they do. I mean, ladybirds generally, first of all, that they are the gardener's friend because ladybirds, particularly the seventh spotted, which is the most common variety of ladybird in Ireland, hoovers up all our green fly and white fly and black fly right through the spring and summer season. So we need to protect them. They do hibernate. Now, 
traditionally they hibernate out of doors in bits of bark or hollow stems in, in your garden or maybe under leaf litter. And generally ladybirds will live up to about two, maybe three years, but generally two years. So those that were born this year will certainly hibernate through the winter and be there ready to hoover up the aphids next spring. Um, so ideally, you could put actually up a couple of the hotel, the insect hotels, path, those with the little mm-hmm. bamboo holes. And that will, again, create the perfect environment for the ladybirds to overwinter. But they do hibernate in Ireland and uh, we need to protect them and look after them. What type of evergreen plants are suitable for a border on a grave to plant now and something that I can easily maintain? Also, I'm wondering, are succulent plants suitable? Yeah, you can get succulents, hardy outdoor succulents. So I'm thinking of sedums, which do really well and stay very close to the ground and are ideal on a a grave situation where you want something small and compact and hardy. So look for sedums in your local garden centres. You've also got a plant called Echeveria, which is a succulent. We, we commonly call them house leeks. And again, they provide, produce small cacti-like plants. Again, ideal for a grave situation. So look for both of those. They need free draining soil, so add some grit and gravel to the soil when planting, but they're perfectly hardy out of doors. But you could also uh, consider maybe a collection of plants called alpine plants, Pat. They're low-growing. They come to us from the Alps. They're used to growing in crevices and crevices, and they do really well in a grave situation. Plants like Campanula, or Brescia, Dianthus, work really well. Again, very compact, low-growing, and they'll trail over the edge of the grave as well, down over the wall, which can look quite, quite nice. Uh, can you ask, Porik, how I get a shrub rose to flower at a lower height? Well, well, first of all, it depends on on what variety the the listener has, Pat. I mean, shrub roses can grow anything from two feet up to six feet, depending on the variety. So the variety determines the overall height. But you can get dwarf varieties like Maria Jean, which is a lovely white variety. It only grows about two feet. Or Coral Cluster is a lovely pink variety that stays very compact. So shrub roses the, the height is determined by the variety, and um, but this is the time of year that we're pruning back shrub roses, so you're reducing the overall height by half at this time of year anyway. But if you want something small and compact, then look for the dwarf David Austin varieties. They're very compact and will stay niche. We got rust in our tunnel for the first time this summer. It destroyed practically everything growing in it. How should we proceed with the tunnel now and what can we grow? Okay, and it has been a year for fungal diseases, simply down to the very, very wet season. And rust is spread by moisture uh, on plants and many, many of our plants, particularly with that high humidity within the tunnel, you can get quite a bit of rust. The key thing is to clean it out now. If you've got tomatoes, let them ripen. But as soon as they start to die off, clean out the entire tunnel. And you can treat the soil with a, a treatment called fungus clear. It's a fungicide. You mix it in water, you apply it over the soil, onto the plastic, and that will kill off any over overwintering spores. Try to remove as much debris and leaves as much as possible and get rid of those and then apply the fungus clear and you're starting the tunnel off the best possible way. Owen wants to know, how would I kill off ivy? 
Well, <laughs> ivy pass at this time of year, it's actually flowering and our bees, our honeybees are absolutely relishing the flowers on ivy at the moment. So my advice is to leave them alone at the moment and let the bees hoover up the last of the ivy nectar and pollen because they feed on that through the winter series. Ivy can be killed off quite easily by simply cutting it to ground level. And once it starts to reemerge, treat it with a brushwood killer, something like SBK, applied to the roots of the stems of the ivy will kill it off. But do remember, it is a medicinal plant. It is very beneficial for many of our insects. And if you can leave it and encourage it to grow, then my advice is certainly at this time of year, allow it to flower and allow our insects to um, visit the flowers. Could you please ask Porik how to deal with multiple large and small mushrooms of various colours in my lawn? And the lawn is not in shade. That's from John. Yeah, which on, I mean, fungi at this time of year, when we get the kind of temperatures we're having, fungi and mushrooms live on the old roots, the dying, decaying matter within your lawn. They're of no harm whatsoever in the lawn patch. And my advice is really just to leave them alone. The first bit of cold weather and frosty weather will actually kill the old spores off. If you must get rid of them, you can use sulphate of iron. You get in your local garden centre, mix it in water, apply it to the mushrooms, and that will kill them off overnight. But to be honest, an odd toadstool and, and, and little mushroom growing in your lawn is of no harm whatsoever. It's simply growing on the decaying matter underneath the soil. If it was my garden, I would just leave them alone yeah. and enjoy them. Would your dog and cat eat them and die? No. No. All right. No. Um, my chrysanthemum is not flowering. Will she come back? What can I do? That's from Hugh. Oh, well, the autumn is autumn is the time for chrysanthemums come into flower. So there should be some flower buds on them. It's not too late for it to flower yet. We're still only in the middle of October. Chrysanthemums will flower up until about the second week of November. So keep an eye on it. If there's some flower buds there, they will open as we as the weeks pass. Um, you could give it a liquid feed as well, Hugh. And chrysanthemums are perennial by nature. They do come back year after year. So after flowering, we cut them to ground level. They hibernate for the winter and the reemerge next spring. A last one and very briefly, how do I get rid of widespread ground elder in a perennial border? I think we had this one last week, Pat, and it is a difficult one to get rid of. Ground elder, as the name suggests, spreads across the ground. It's perennial. It disappears in the winter and re-emerges. There's no weed killer that's going to control it. My advice last week was to cover it with maybe some polythene, but I was actually thinking about it during the week. And another tip would be to actually plant some larger perennials like rudbeckias and tall asters. The taller perennials will compete with the ground elder because it's going to shade it out and going to smother it out in time. So maybe plant some taller perennials into the border as well and that'll help to reduce the effect. Porek Horkin, thank you very much for joining us. It brings us to the end of the show. A reminder that our items are uploaded as podcasts which you can listen to on the News Talk app or by Goloud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.